Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. In Depth, The Roots of China's Trouble Protecting Planned Variety Rights. Written by Wang Kerou, Huang Yuxin, and Cai Shijiao. Published in Caixin Global on November 10th, 2022. Read for you by Kim Dalrymple. If you had to hazard a guess at what the most popular type of fruit in China was, you probably couldn't do much better than the shine musket grape. The yellowish-green fruit, known for its full oval shape, sweet taste, and floral scent, produces a flavor reminiscent of roses under the sun, which is why it was dubbed the sunshine rose when it was introduced to China. One can get a hint about the grape's popularity by looking at how much land farmers have devoted to planting it. The amount of farmland planted with the sunshine rose grew threefold from 2016 to 2021 to an estimated 20,806 hectares, 51,413 acres, according to a 2022 report by Chinese market research agency Yunhuo Brain. Some estimates go even higher. Industry insiders told Caixin that the grape could have been planted on as much as 66,666 hectares of farmland in China, an amount of land that approaches the size of New York City. That's a lot of land set aside for a fruit that's not supposed to be grown in China. The grape variety, which was developed in Japan, was never approved for cultivation in China. It remains unclear when and how it was introduced to the country, highlighting a loophole in the system for protecting plant variety rights in China. It is a problem Chinese authorities are aware of. In March, a newly revised seed law, which offers broader protection for the holders of plant variety rights, went into effect. And in July last year, China's top court issued a guiding document for ruling on related infringement cases. The popularity of the sunshine rose grape illustrates the trouble that the holders of plant variety rights have had safeguarding their intellectual property in China. Difficulties with tracing infringement and assessing damages, along with a widespread lack of awareness, have plagued breeders of popular types of produce, like the sunshine rose grape. Forbidden Fruits The sunshine rose is grown all over China, beginning in April and May in southwest China's Yunnan province, followed by other provinces later in the year, including those as far away as North China's Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region, according to Yan Qingbing, a wholesale grape salesman from central China's Hunan province. The grape sells well in China. Consumers like it because it is seedless and tasty and businesses like it because it is easy to store and transport, according to Wang Haibo, Deputy Director of the Chinese Academy of Agricultural Sciences Research Institute of Pomology. 
It's good because it meets the needs of both consumers and businesses, he said. Consumers like the taste, and merchants find it easy to sell. However, the grape is not supposed to be grown in China or anywhere other than Japan, where the variety was developed in 1988 by the National Institute of Fruit Tree Science. Nonetheless, the grape is now grown in many countries, including South Korea and China. It isn't clear when and how the sunshine rose came to China, but industry insiders said that none of the seedlings currently circulating in the domestic market were introduced through official channels. The same is true for many other foreign grape varieties that have grown popular in China, such as the American seedless grape known as Red Glow, which has been sold in China since the 1990s. Exactly how this variety came to China remains a mystery. Fighting for their rights. The large-scale planting of the sunshine rose grape in China and other countries besides Japan poses a threat to Japanese grape exports. The variety accounted for 90% of South Korea's approximately 800 million yen, 5.4 million dollars, in grape exports over the first four months of last year, according to Japanese government data. The implication is that South Korean-grown sunshine rose grapes undermined Japanese grape exports, which amounted to 147 million yen over the same period. However. Industry insiders in Japan noted that the country missed its opportunity to protect its rights to sell the grape abroad. Although the variety was registered in Japan in 2006, no patent was registered outside of the country. According to the International Convention for the Protection of New Varieties of Plants, new grape varieties should be registered abroad within six years of their domestic registration. For the sunshine rose, that deadline has long since passed. By comparison, U.S. growers have taken steps to protect their rights to their own grape varieties. The country produces several types of seedless grapes that have long been popular in China. A variety known as sweet sapphire entered the Chinese market in much the same way as the sunshine rose did. International Fruit Genetics (IFG). A California-based fruit breeding company told Caixin that it has registered its plant variety rights in China for 13 best-selling varieties of grape, including sweet sapphire. The company noted that it has not approved any to be grown commercially in China. Currently, the grapes can only be sold in the country if they are imported. The company has taken legal action in Yunnan. Guangdong, as well as the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, to protect its rights. Protecting intellectual property is critical to IFG's ability to continue to offer high-quality varieties. IFG said, "Every participant in the supply chain must ensure that they only offer authorized varieties and do not violate new plant variety rights." A tough row to hoe. The owners of plant variety rights usually don't file lawsuits against those they believe are infringing on their intellectual property rights," said Ma Huiqin, a professor at China Agricultural University's Pomology Department. Instead, they usually ask a lawyer to write a cease and desist letter because their primary goal is to stop the infringement. Taking a case to court can be tricky because the agricultural sector doesn't make it easy to assess damages. 
food is grown in many places and sold in even more, so plant variety rights holders can have a hard time collecting the evidence they need, Ma noted. It is difficult for a company to prove how much the other party has planted and how much profit it had generated, she said. Compared with traditional intellectual property rights, like trademarks and patents, there isn't much awareness in China about plant variety rights, IFG said. Many parties that infringe on plant variety rights, especially farmers, are unaware that such rights even exist, so they are reluctant to change their behavior, IFG said. That's why IFG must work with and be supported by local law enforcement, the company noted. Penalties and other deterrent consequences are critical to deterring violations, and infringers will only change their behavior when relevant laws are actually enforced. IFG noted that the stakes of lax protection go beyond a single company. Protecting plant variety rights is critical for the entire industry, the company said. If the rights of one breeder are not protected, it will harm all other plant varieties. Consider this. Why would a grower pay to use a protected variety when an unprotected variety is free?